Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 162. This time I talk about Wolfenstein, The New Order. Even though I've only played about five hours, I have quite a bit to say. And I saw Godzilla, though unfortunately saying much would be kind of spoilery. So I probably won't have a whole lot to say about that because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But I talk about that in the second part. And that's all I have for this time. Hopefully you'll enjoy the show. Boom, 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 boom. Ich schieße dich einfach ab. Leg dich einfach flach. Nimm dich mit zu mir. Stell dich in mein Haus. Boom, 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 boom. The newest game in a long line of Wolfenstein games is now out. Wolfenstein The New Order is rated mature. And I would guess that is for violence, gore, and a little bit of sex and nudity. It's pretty much just the violence. You shoot people in the face and there's a lot of blood and certain things will cause people just to outright explode. So chunky bits and not a game for children, that's for sure. There are also a few pretty disturbing scenes of, I guess you could say, wartime activities. I don't normally tend to play realistic, violent against people kind of games. But with something like this, you know, outside of those few very terrible wartime things, it's pretty video gamey violence. I mean, there's a lot of pretty ridiculous stuff. You're using weapons that don't exist and shooting Nazis in an alternate timeline kind of thing. So it's always very obviously, you know, a made-up video game story. It's not something that you will easily relate to being, you know, a real-world war or something that could really happen in the real world. Wolfenstein's story starts out in the 1940s in pretty much what we know as World War II. From there, however, the timeline differs from, uh, I guess you could call it our world, because the Nazis actually win World War II and continue to take over the whole world. So all of the game, except for basically the tutorial section of the game, takes place in, I believe it's 1960, in sort of an alternate 1960s Europe. So, you know, none of the tech is the same as our world. It's all different. The Nazis have even cooler tech than they had in the 40s. So most of the game takes place in that timeline. This version is extremely faithful to the original Wolfenstein game way back in the day. In fact, a good portion of the training section of the game actually is pretty much a redone sort of dungeon slash castle like it was in the original game. There's a lot of stuff that really is just obviously a a modern version of that as a really great tribute to the original game. One funny thing I did see reported by a news group, and actually found in the game, more so because I knew to look for it. But there's one part where you actually play a level in the original graphics. It's pretty hilarious. The UI and the weapons that your character hold are still in the new Wolfenstein graphics, but everything else is 
basically, you know, exactly like it was in the original game. So that's pretty hilarious. I would say the sounds are all spot on. As part of the tribute to the original game, many of the sounds sound very similar to the original game. But of course, all of the shooting and all of the science fiction-y weapons and, you know, obviously the screaming is current generation quality. So it all sounds really good. Even though there is that early tribute to the original game, all of the levels I've played through, I think I'm like on, on what it's calling chapter 11, and it's five hours in of what I saw some reviews say was like 20 hours. But all of the levels have been really different and really varied, and just the level of detail and the sort of freeform nature to many of them is really impressive. There are a few which kind of force you down a single quarter kind of thing. But mostly they're pretty open and you have a lot of flexibility in terms of how you want to approach the level. Another really great thing is the opponent's AI. They'll do things like duck behind cover. They'll go on one knee to get like a better shot behind cover. They'll go prone and lay down so they're much harder to hit. And they'll run off and, you know, set off an alert. And part of what makes the new one really challenging is that cover, for the most part, is fairly destructible. There are some that are, you know, indestructible and they'll stay there. But it will really kind of blow your mind the first time you're in a heavy firefight and that box you hid behind gets shot to pieces. Or you're behind some columns in a building that are made of cement and the cement gets blown away and chipped away and little parts fall out and you can shoot through the little holes. It really adds this incredible level of depth that I know a few other games have done, but nothing I've played have really been quite this cool in, you know, strategic thought process of I need to be over here, I need to be over there. I gotta watch out for this cover because it's no good. And all of that sort of stuff. One thing that seems kind of like a pain is that you have to go to an object you want to pick up and click a button. However, as part of that fevered combat, it actually made a lot of sense when I got into really heavy combat. Because I was sort of running low on ammo. I knew I had to be careful and conserve. Or I had to run straight out into the open to grab a bunch of ammo on the ground. Because, you know, I couldn't just run over it. I'd have to pause you know, for that half second or quarter second to press E to pick it up. So I knew even though I could do it pretty quickly, I would be pretty vulnerable. So I actually had to weigh, you know, the risk versus the reward of conserving ammo and being careful versus running into that, you know, open field area where I'd get shot to pieces. So even though it is kind of a pain in the butt, it, it does work out really well, I think. You do have a map. If you can find it, it will be completely revealed. I saw a video of somebody who didn't have the map revealed, so I've never looked at the map a whole lot, but I I would guess it fills it in as it goes if you don't find one. I've pretty much played enough shooters that, you know, I roughly have an idea of how a level should go. So, you know, especially when I'm playing stealth, I'll move around, I'll sneak around, I'll kill this guy, I'll move to this area, I'll kill this other guy. And then usually I find the map before, you know, I get too lost or worry about, you know, finding the ultimate goal. It's not like I'm trying to, you know, sneak to the ultimate goal and do nothing else. You know, I'm I'm a completionist, so I like to fill out the map, as it were. But that is is sort of another old school element. There is a map, it's revealed as you discover stuff. 
But there are important things marked like objectives you need to get to will be marked on the map. And it's not a mini map. It's an actual map. So you have to, you know, put it in your face. I don't know if it pauses or not. I, I'd never been shot at or put it up when I could be shot at. But in theory, you know, it's not something you would be able to pop open, you know, in the middle of combat. So very different than a mini map. Since you don't have a mini map to keep track of bad guys, you have to watch out for them visually. There are some types of bad guys who it'll give you a warning for. It's like, it puts up this little radar warning thing that says they're so many meters away from you. It doesn't actually show like a direction or anything. It's just how far they are from you. So that's helpful. I think it's only for the guys who have radios because I've killed lots and lots of guys and not all of them are marked. So I know only a few bad guys you'll have any kind of warning for. One really interesting thing is this perk system. And these are unlocked through actually doing stuff. So it's kind of an achievement system and a talent system sort of rolled into one as you sort of unlock these achievements. And it does show you, you know, what you need to get that perk. It's like, you know, kills so many of so many bad guys with this style. And then you'll unlock the perk and you'll get kind of like a bonus. Like early on in the stealth tree, if you, I think, kill, I think it's like five guys or ten guys with a knife, you unlock the ability to throw knives. I tried throwing knives once and it was really actually very difficult because it kind of arced and it was pretty short range. So I don't think I'll be doing that very often. But you get the idea. You do various things and you'll unlock these perks. And these perks will give you bonuses to your character. There are four different perk trees. And they kind of line up to different styles. As I've said, I pretty much prefer stealth. There are a few times where I'll get caught and I'll just go with it and, you know, just go ahead and shoot them in the face, you know, openly. So that's another tree is like, I think they call it assault. And there are two more trees besides that. I didn't get too many details on what they were because, you know, they unlock automatically. So I figured whatever I'm doing, I would be rewarded for doing it. And I didn't worry about it too much. The graphics are really great. The characters are pretty good. Some seem a bit waxy in terms of how they look. Maybe they'll fix that with a future patch. Some have kind of not so great animations. So the animation's a little funny sometimes. But it works. It's all good enough graphics. And like I said, it, it looks really good. The music seems good. I think they've taken sort of popular 60s music and redone it, you know, in German. So that's kind of cool to hear. And there's a really compelling story between the levels which describes what's going on and where you're going and why you're going and, you know, what you want to achieve in the level. And you can always open up your journal and check if you're confused or forget what you're supposed to do. The only possible two real complaints I have about the game are the graphics are kind of funny. I looked around a bit and saw there are some posts with people who have even worse issues than I do. But what's happening for me is there's this kind of weird tearing effect. It's not visual tearing in the traditional turn on V-Sync and you'll fix that kind of issue. It's more like this little wavy thing that kind of happens. 
I think it has to do with the ID Tech 5 engine because it said something about streaming textures. So I think it has to do with when it's like loading some textures in an area. I don't know. It looked kind of strange. And changing the settings didn't seem to affect it. it. It seems to just happen on rare occasions sometimes. So they could use some optimization there. My system does seem to fly pretty fast with the graphics, though. There were posts about people getting like 20 frames a second and slower. So they might be facing similar issues they faced when ID Tech 5 was new with Rage. I remember back then I got like 10 or 15 frames a second and it was just horrible. So maybe they're having similar issues now, which would be sad because it's like years later. And my only other complaint is that it's got a checkpoint saving system, which, you know, makes a lot of sense for consoles because consoles don't usually have open save slots with this kind of game, at least not that I know of. Usually they're checkpoint systems, so it's not really a big surprise there. And I guess, too, it, it does make sense for this kind of game that it automatically saves. That way people won't, you know, enter a room and then they die, and then they just reload their last game and be like, okay, I'll kill two of the ten guys, save, and then, you know, if they die, they just reload. Oh, okay, cool, now I've killed two of the ten guys. You know, you can't do that with the checkpoint system. So it does kind of, I, th- I think, help with game balance a little bit for that. Though it does seem kind of bothersome that I can't just, you know, hit escape, save, and then quit out whenever I want. You know, I have to be sure there's a, a checkpoint save. However, on the good side, it does seem like there's a checkpoint getting saved almost every time you do anything. So uh, it's it's a little less frequent now that I'm in the bigger levels. But it seems like, you know, you turn a corner and a new group of bad guys attacks you, kill those, you know, 10 guys, and then it'll save when you get to the next corner of the building. So it seems like it's almost saving every few minutes. So it seems like a really good save system. I haven't really had any issue where it's like, oh, I died, now I have to go back 15 minutes. It's always like almost exactly right, you know, where I was a minute or two ago. So it's not been a big deal so far. I will hold off on any kind of official score or final judgment because I am only, you know, five hours in of a a reported 20 hours. So I do want to get a bit more playing in. And I am just now starting to get to, you know, the bigger levels. But so far, I would say if the game continues to be as awesome as it has been so far, if anybody is a Wolfenstein fan, especially the original Wolfenstein 3D, if you are a hardcore fan, I would absolutely recommend you pick it up. Godzilla is now out and rated PG-13. I saw it in IMAX 3D because it looked like it was going to be pretty awesome in IMAX 3D. And it was. Pretty much the only thing I can say about it without spoiling too much, which kind of is a spoiler in itself, 
is that if you were a fan of the original Godzilla movies, you absolutely must go see Godzilla. It's faithful in so many ways to the original series, and it's a really good continuation slash restart. And I think it's supposed to be sort of a restart to the series, and in that respect, it's really, really amazing. And like I said, I can't really say anything about the story without spoiling stuff. So I guess I can say the graphics are really awesome. I really like the graphics. The 3D stuff all looked very cool. And the real world slash 3D animated stuff meshed very well. The music was pretty cool though. The end credits only referenced like half a dozen songs. So I don't think there was all that much music in there. Nothing really stands out in my mind as being overly good or overly bad. So I think it was adequate music. I am not a huge music fan, though. The only thing I didn't quite like about it, which I sort of kind of got over pretty quickly, was they have sort of, I, I guess you could call it a handheld quality to the camera work. It's not shaky cam like they have with documentary style. But it's that style where it's like, why isn't the camera sitting still? It's always kind of a little bit wiggly. What's going on? It didn't trigger my motion sickness. But that style, I don't know if it's a shot style on purpose. Or if it's, you know, just something with the way they're carrying the cameras around on their person. And that's how, you know, that style looks. But that style always kind of bugs me. It's like if you're shooting a couple of people in a room... You know, in my opinion, the camera should be steady. It it shouldn't be a little bit wiggly. So that struck me as a little bit odd. Like I said, though, I got over that pretty quickly because most of the movie is straight-up action, and they're moving around, and they're going places, and they're traveling to different locations. So most of the time, they're not sitting still. Can't dig up what else to really say about it. It is mostly action. But I think it's a really incredible restart to the original Godzilla series. So if you are a fan of that, I would absolutely recommend you go see it. If you are not, I don't know if you'll find it all that interesting. Being a a slightly older film style, in terms of how they tell the story and what's going on, it might not appeal to somebody who isn't a fan. So I would recommend caution there if you are not. Uh, Godzilla fan already. I would say have it with popcorn because, you know, it's a lot of action and pretty fun. And take some friends if you want to. I think it's, it's pretty cool to share with people. And hopefully you'll have a good time. News this time. X-Men Days of Future Past is now out. I will probably go see it and talk about that on next podcast. Watch Dogs is due out next week on the 27th. Maleficent is due out on the 30th. Really looking forward to that. Looks incredible. Wildstar launches on June 3rd with early entry on the 31st. The Edge of Tomorrow 
It's due out on June 6th. That looks pretty cool. It looks like one of those Groundhog Day, the day is repeating kind of things. But with a cool sci-fi action spin. I'm looking forward to that. I I wouldn't say I'm thrilled about it because it's like, what are they going to do with that? I don't know. But it does look pretty cool and interesting. And that's it for the news this time. So that's it for this week's Rabbit's Rumblings. No Pirate's Treasure? I can't think up anything else to say. I've had a cold lately. A lot of sneezing and congestion. I don't think I sound different, but if I do, that would be why. Got lots of cool new games to play, so should have plenty to talk about over the next few weeks. I may go back and forth on a few different games. You know, I, I might talk about Wolfenstein again next week or the week after. And then, too, I've got Watch Dogs coming up, so I might talk about that. And then there's Wildstar. So, very quickly, I'm going to have quite a bit to talk about. So, hopefully, we'll have plenty to talk about in the recent future. And hopefully, I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. This isn't happening, Dale. We're not here. It's just a bad dream. Oh, I agree completely. It didn't trigger my motion sickness, but it... uh, 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 You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html when you type rabbits ramblings don't use the space if you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com if you like my page you can also post on facebook at rabbit dot com you can follow me on youtube at rabbit dot com be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2014 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.